0: This is the iMarket Podcast, brought to you by the Marketing Society of Kenya, EABL, and Capital FM. Welcome to Season 3 of the iMarket Podcast. Our theme for this season is leveraging technology to put the customer first. My name is Fiona Garuro, an e-commerce and growth marketing consultant, and I'll be your host for this episode. In this episode, we will tackle Part 2 of the data privacy discussion and discuss the implementation challenge. In part one of this episode, we talked to an implementation and compliance officer, Rehab Juma, from the Office of the Data Protection Commissioner, who took us through the technical side of the Kenya Data Privacy Act 2019. She expounded for us the history, the stakeholders, their obligations and rights. In addition, she took us through a few real-life scenarios where there have been breaches by organizations, the consequences and situations where data subjects should be vigilant. In part two of this episode, we want to engage with marketing practitioners who are at the coalface of implementing these policies in their own organizations and also potentially advising their clients on the same. We want to explore what the experience has been On the journey to compliance and compare our data protection act with other similar acts globally like the gdpr our guests for this episode are mark kaigua founder and managing director at nendo and jonathan karanja managing director from frontier consulting mark is an entrepreneur author and professional speaker he is a founder and ceo of nendo a digital research marketing and communications agency Nendo delivers grounded African insights and trends to the world. Nendo's clients include corporate market leaders and transformative non-profit organizations, including Safaricom, Jumbojet, NCBA Bank, BASF, Sipla, Population Services International, Education in Ireland, ILRI, among others. Mark and his team at Nendo have done work spanning over 20 countries in Africa, delivering work in English, Swahili, French, Pidgin, and Portuguese. Mark is considered an expert at forecasting trends in the internet, social media, and mobile industry in Africa, producing trend reports since 2019 all the way to 2023. He has been recognized for his work, including, among others, Forbes Africa's inaugural 30 Under 30 Best Young Entrepreneurs in Africa in 2013, The Business Daily's Top 40 Under 40 Men of 2019, and Yahoo! Finance's Top 20 Marketing Influencers of 2019. Jonathan Karanja is the Managing Director of Frontier Consulting Africa, a Pan-African data and insight firm based in Kenya. He has over 20 years of market and retail research experience gathered across 25 African and Asian countries. He previously worked with Nielsen IQ and Kantar in his formative years. His market and social research experience spans sectors such as FMCG, finance, pharmaceuticals, automotive, humanitarian, media, and telecommunications. He has been instrumental in helping the growth of local and international brands, Through Brand Loyalty Measurement, Retail Effectiveness Index, Advertising Testing, New Product and Service Development. Frontier Consulting has successfully worked with SMEs to catalyze growth through the use of data to understand the customer, product and route to market. He has been a board member of the Marketing Society of Kenya, previous chair of the Marketing and Social Research Association, current Isomar Executive Committee Member on Association and Retract Member. Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan.
1: Thank you very much, Fiona.
0: Excellent. Glad to have you and welcome, Mark.
2: Happy to be here, Fiona.
0: Excellent. So let's paint a picture um, before we delve into the meat of the podcast. So you recently wrote an article where your point of view was that Kenyans don't care much about privacy, but they care about not being surprised. What exactly did you mean by that?
2: Yeah, I think I was deliberately antagonizing people or trying to get a conversation going with the headline. And I remember even a part of it said it's not like even what the Constitution guarantees somebody to privacy. I wasn't ignoring or overlooking that. I was taking the fact that for the three of us, for anybody watching or listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. generally there's a disconnect or a paradox between what we say So I say Fiona, what do you think about privacy? And Mm -hmm. you're like, well, privacy is for everybody and I deserve my privacy. You know, Jonathan, what's your thought on privacy? Well, you know what, for me, you know, my life is my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, like, then you have all these, these words you profess. And then if we look at our behavior, on the Mm -hmm. other hand, Mm -hmm. sometimes that doesn't line up the same way. There's a lot of conveniences, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of shortcuts, there's a lot of habits that we have, Mm -hmm. and there's an unwillingness to break that and truly buy into the concept of privacy, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. we love the convenience of paying with mobile money. Uh, But the surprise we don't like is when somebody you know, SMS is us out of the blue. or Our phone number gets into a book mm-hmm. coming into this building. I had to leave my details at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I've even had some people who now say, oh, I'm really smart with it. You know what I do? Mm-hmm. I leave a number out of my ID or I change the number on my phone number. It's like it's too late. Yeah, It's too late for that yeah. at this point. <laughs> unless you, yeah, unless you go way, way back. Yeah. If you have a credit card, a mm-hmm. bank account, a mobile phone mm-hmm. and a smartphone at that. Mm-hmm. Truthfully already, the concept of privacy is somewhat almost out the gate Mm -hmm. and now what you're just hoping doesn't happen is that you're not surprised so you have you know CCTV at the home, and you're like, I love that I can check it on my phone with the Wi-Fi. Well, that also means, in some cases, someone else can too. I have an Alexa smart speaker in our living room. I know that it's listening. Mm-hmm. But I also love that I can get the news, sports updates, just two commands, and all my kids, even our two-year-old, knows how to play music on it, which shocks me sometimes, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even with her little baby voice, yeah. she she's there's music that she will like. When it's time for bed, we have some lullabies or something like that, and she'll say that. And and these are the you know the Conveniences we're trading Mm -hmm. uh, when you use the same PIN number Mm -hmm. on different places, when you use the same password on different places. Uh, Truthfully, if we want privacy, the most extreme version is I'm going to go cash only. Mm -hmm. No bank account, no more about money. Okay, not a lot of people ready to do that. Okay, I'm also going to, if I was to say it, I'm ready to just really rethink. Your, yeah. your phone. My give up my phone entirely. Right? So now you can't reach me. I don't mm-hmm. have the convenience of Google Maps and everything else and traffic. Mm-hmm. But all of that is a give and take. So mm-hmm. truthfully, I think the concept, and it's not me, I think it came from uh, Seth Godin. I used uh, some of his thinking there, is that what we don't want is we don't want to be surprised but a lot of us are more than willing to trade it. And I think especially in Kenya and this part of the world, mm-hmm. some people actually trade it for as part of their survival mm-hmm. uh, for that unsecured loan. Mm-hmm. I have to provide my call history, my location, my SMSs, the rest of the apps in my phone, what I do with my data. I don't know that I'm signing up to all of that. Yeah. But by downloading that loan app, I, I do that. In mm-hmm. fact, if I could give them more data somehow, to get a higher loan limit I would do that. Mm-hmm. So that's the paradox of privacy in my view. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, I'm sure Jonathan you, you know, have something to add there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had Rahab, um, Rahab Juma from the Office of the Data Protection Commissioner. Um, she's the inspection and compliance manager and um, she spoke of the challenge of introducing privacy in a cultural setting where privacy is not widespread. Mm-hmm. And she even mentioned that it doesn't even have a specific word in a lot of our vernacular. What are your thoughts on this? Just building on, you know, what Mark said. What Mark
1: said, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things I mean, which is very correct, I think the the whole element about surprise Mm -hmm. is what we don't want. Mm -hmm. Um, The information that you share is out there, Mm -hmm. uh, or the information that you share within whatever context it is, Mm -hmm. Uh, the catch becomes what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. And that's where the surprise comes from. Mm Yes, there's no element of definition of privacy in our cultural context for most people, but it's actually the practice of privacy mm-hmm. by how people behave, uh, by how people uh, talk. For example, um, I know in our culture, we've got a saying that says uh, the matters of the family are only discussed within the home. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's recognition. There's, there are matters for public, there are matters for private. So mm-hmm. the definition may not be there, but the practice is there. Um, so I think now with, with maybe the implementation of... Um, um laws around privacy is maybe because the volume of what is available has increased mm-hmm. and uh, people who have got access to it mm-hmm. has increased therefore the elements of surprise are many mm-hmm. uh, i mean uh, what the watchman could do with the details i gave downstairs yes. would lead to surprise mm-hmm. uh, maybe then they're not going to send me M-Pesa and tell me oh we've sent airtime for today because you came to um Capital FM that's going I mean that's a good surprise but it's not going to happen
0: yeah
2: yeah. it's probably misuse that causes us now to be a bit wary mm-hmm. around where data sits mm-hmm. yeah yeah maybe even just something quickly to build on that and I think you know you've spoken about this uh, previously Jonathan where um one of the challenges uh, and I know you've done a study in this and I'd love for you to say something on it but I remember um just learning how Truecaller, right? This this app that essentially tells you who's calling, even if you don't have their number. Mm-hmm. And there's both pros and cons. But one of the ones I remember seeing was that uh, there's some work of theirs that we were we came across where they were particularly working with e-commerce vendors. Mm-hmm in and particularly women mm-hmm. because there would be men acting as prospective customers mm-hmm. and even going sometimes as far as to inquire etc only to get this lady's details and then mm-hmm. harass her or send unsolicited mm-hmm. you know messages and images and things of that nature and so there's a type of almost cyber harassment that comes by surprise mm-hmm. when you're there saying this is the business shop front mm-hmm. um, and and you know we're all business here but the surprise comes in because you've allowed a very somewhat public private information which is my phone number yeah uh, there's even times we've seen politicians share the phone number Mm -hmm. of another prominent public figure Mm -hmm. and that has raised all sorts of questions but yeah i'd love for you maybe to reflect on what you found um Mm -hmm. and
1: the study was about uh, just look at the bottom of the pyramid and they use or interaction digital payments Mm -hmm. so what you find that um is especially for women they're not going to use digital payments to be able to pay to either vendors they do not know Mm -hmm. or uh, in some particular types of outlet why Mm -hmm. because by doing so i've actually been able to share my number My number, in most cases for us, is your identity Mm -hmm. and the harassment that comes through both in terms of calling, texts, or even images, Mm -hmm. becomes something that amounts to harassment. Mm -hmm. So what you find is that they would rather not then engage, Mm -hmm. meaning now that we're excluding them from payment solutions because Mm -hmm. of the element of data protection, we're excluding them. Or they say, okay, maybe let me have... Uh, my husband pay,
0: mm-hmm. because,
1: uh, I mean, he's not going to be harassed. Yeah. It becomes a solution for them to say so they're coping, they're finding a way to cope mm-hmm. around the fact that there are no guidelines or ways to be able to protect them mm-hmm. um, around people who may be excluded mm-hmm. from uh, the tenets of data uh, protection law as it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I think you'll also both of you will touch on, you know, the cost of privacy, mm. you know, is it for everyone and and so on? Um, So we'll definitely delve into that. So just as marketing practitioners, you know, we recently had the Data Protection Act passed in in Kenya in Mm. 2019. What is your view on the Kenya Data Protection Act? Is it timely? Do you feel it's comprehensive when it's compared to similar acts globally? Mm. What's your view, Mark?
2: Yeah, I think that, I mean, I like to zoom out to sort of the marketer's role (laughs) without privacy in the picture, which is, you know, my aim here is to, you know, reach somebody with hopefully a memorable message of some kind mm-hmm. that's distinctive enough to create, you know, a memory structure mm-hmm. in the mind of a person, uh, so that they are a little more likely to buy my brand, product or service when they're in a buying situation. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the core of hopefully why the existence of marketers is there. Mm-hmm. And then for nonprofit, you know, marketers or social marketers and others, it's for some sort of impact or perception mm-hmm. or behavior change. Mm-hmm. Now I think when you're looking at the data, you know privacy protection act and and what it signifies is the heart of it i think one of the 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 biggest areas which has been the source of surprise is consent Mm -hmm. i did not consent that's why it's a surprise Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. because i did not say that just because i paid for my shopping bill with mobile money Mm -hmm. that i consented to a lifetime Mm -hmm. of messages and for me i don't mean to put i think like shopping organizations on the spot but I'm like, I'm probably going to visit you anyway. Exactly. Mm. You're yeah. not going to send me a message that makes me come today or open the app. Yeah. Or come any faster. Yeah. Any faster. Yeah. When it runs out, I'll be there. Yeah. If I miss the deal, so be it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the surprise of the messages is the challenge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, what they'll say is they're doing direct marketing. Mm-hmm. I think one of the best parts of the uh, Data Privacy Act is, is how it formalizes consent. Mm-hmm. I think it does set a higher bar for marketers mm-hmm. uh, because... I think marketers, for some time, one of the hopes I have with it is that for some time we found that what is a lot more straightforward is very tactical, sales-oriented messaging. Mm-hmm. And so that's the place you play it safe. Why? You see the paybacks immediately, mm-hmm. right? The CFO, the business, say, oh, this quarter sales out. Well, that's because we hammered offers and sent out the direct messaging and went and gave out the flyers, mm-hmm. everything in the trenches. Mm-hmm. For me, what I hope this challenges marketers to do mm-hmm. is also appeal at the brand and emotional level. Mm-hmm. The problem of that is most you know chief marketing officers... You know heads of brand, they don't stick around long enough for the paybacks, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, Why are we doing this thing? Where's the mm-hmm. call to action? I'm not yeah. seeing the bottom line in this quarter's mm-hmm. results. Yeah. And so, I think if there's any hope I have, it's that. Mm-hmm. But I'd say, compared to GDPR, um, I think the European Union was already very advanced mm-hmm. and they need a, a lot of respect. The US is very free and liberal, it's mm-hmm. only certain states. I think I was looking, California mm-hmm. has done you know very progressive laws, but yeah. there are others which are. I mean, they're rolling back all sorts of laws. Mm-hmm. So even the U.S., mm-hmm. as great as it is, is not exactly the place mm-hmm. to look. So I think we have something pretty progressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as, um, as I'm sure Jonathan will add, it's down to the implementation and it's down to what the total cost of compliance looks like for us mm-hmm. while making it very understandable yeah. and palatable at the grassroots, most mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, to add
1: on to that, I think, uh, one, is it timely? Yes. Why? Because I guess we are in an information age. Mm -hmm. Because um, I think right now in terms of the volume of information we're collecting on an individual from different points Mm -hmm. is numerous. I'm I'm sure by the time I get back to the office, I'll be asked to review how was your time at this particular building, or Mm -hmm. we notice that you're near Ajaba around this part of town. Mm -hmm. The information we're collecting per individual from different sources is Mm -hmm. a lot. So volume, Mm -hmm. speed. The speed around which it's been collected and being shared and being passed across wherever, Mm -hmm. uh, is quite high. So there's a place to actually be able to have laws that guide that. Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a catch-up game, Mm -hmm. um, especially in in light of what's happening in Europe. Mm. Uh, You'd find that, um, I guess for, um, if you have clients working out of Europe, the implementation of this probably happened before even we enacted our act uh, to be able to implement this. Uh, Meaning there are places where it was actually being carried out and you're probably complying to that. Mm -hmm. So uh, yes, it's timely, yes, it's needed. Mm -hmm. Um, So with the amount of information that's there, the Mm -hmm. next thing is, uh, what are people gonna do with it? Element of surprise. So uh, we do analytics where um, we do market research, we do uh, data analytics, we look at the different points. Mm -hmm. And by looking at different points, back to what Mark was saying, Mm -hmm. I can get, for example, your shopping data at your favorite supermarket, and I can be able to analyze And even tell which days you come, Mm -hmm. uh, where you come, and then on those particular days, I'll be able to make an offer only for you that allows you to be able to spend a thousand shillings more than you plan to spend. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, it may be good because now you had not thought about it, but my analysis has thought about it for you Mm -hmm. and made you buy it. But the question is, did you give me permission to be able to go that route? Yeah. Yeah? So I guess now comes to, uh, what do the laws do? Mm -hmm. They allow you to opt in to be able to have your information used yeah. how much it's used yeah. who's using it mm-hmm. so timely yes good for us yes mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm. okay okay just to build on that as well you know mm. we talked about you know it's about the consent side of things mm-hmm. you know what other areas of the act do you applaud mm. um, and which do you feel you know need to be reviewed even though the act has already been passed mm-hmm. of course it's going to evolve you know as we get to know more and more and as we, as we implement yeah. um, the act but uh, what are the Areas do you applaud, and what do you feel we're like okay. looking at?
1: Yeah, uh, I think in terms of what first of all you applaud, of course, it's um, the fact that now the person sharing data has got a bit more transparency mm-hmm. around the fact that data has been collected. Mm. Uh, they've got a bit more information around what the data being used for, so they've been informed. You know? Yeah. So uh, in fact, what we do within our practice is because now we'll come to you, and probably we're we'll doing a survey in your in your neighbourhood or through the phone, and we want to know about your toothpaste habits. Mm-hmm. But I'll have to come and tell you, by the way this is me, this is what we're doing mm-hmm. and this information we want to collect from you for this particular purpose. Yeah. Would you want us to proceed? Mm-hmm. So now at least you know exactly uh, what information you're giving and why you're giving it. Yeah. So the fact that you've got informed consent that is passed on, mm-hmm. then we will tell you um, how long we're going to hold your data mm-hmm. because it's not for it's not for eternity. Yeah. So we've got to, um, again, give context to that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also give the option, um, like if it's, the server is going to take 15 minutes, we'll tell you, but there's somewhere anywhere in between the server you can opt out. Mm-hmm. So the element of being able to opt out gives a bit more power yeah. to the person who's got the information. Yeah. And um, at some point also, we have a limit to how much we can use your information, mm-hmm. right? So I think all those particular elements of the build also allow people to, or at least information, uh, give us to be able to be sure mm-hmm. that they're not being taken advantage of yeah because it's very easy to uh, come do a survey around uh, a particular table go out and then be able to speak about what you did mm-hmm. and specifically about i spoke to mark and mark is uh, this type of individual is got a family mm. he spent this amount of money yeah. and to reach him you've got to do xyz yeah. right but we don't have mark's consent to do that yeah, yeah? so in that particular case we're infringing on his Right. Mm-hmm. So, elements of consent, uh, how long we can use data, how long we can keep data, mm-hmm. and the fact that. You and I mm-hmm. have got an opportunity to be able to opt out mm. uh, and say, okay, stop using my data from now on, I'm, 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 I've had enough. Yeah. Um, that, that I think those are beautiful elements of uh, the law that you can complement. Mm. What needs to be added? Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be a bit more interaction with the full implementation of, mm. of the data privacy uh, laws. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's from implementation that you start uh, figuring out where it pinches. Mm-hmm. And based on where it pinches, yeah. um, then you'll be able to um, figure adjust. out, okay, what do we adjust? Yeah. So for us as, uh, I mean, for now within the marketing fraternity, I think we are still at the point of fitting the shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there are people who fitted the shoe and it's fitting perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would think about organizations like churches. Mm-hmm. Is it working for them, for example, or religious organisation? the transport industry, mm-hmm. for example, how they're implementing the very same thing. Yeah. So until we figure out at what point and how does it fit for each particular sector, mm-hmm. then we can then talk about adjustments. For now, I think the imperative is to probably just start with let's implement the main principles mm-hmm. and then from there figure out what uh, needs to adjustment and yeah. when.
0: Yeah, 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 that's so true, that's so true. Um, And in terms of implementation, you know, you both run um, amazing organizations and you work with different clients, Um, so I'm sure, you know, you also need to be compliant, so I'd be interested to know, you know, at what point of implementation is your organization and how has the journey been, you know, speaking to the implementation side of things, you know, specifically for your organizations, maybe Mark, you can...
2: Sure, yeah. I, th- right. I, I think for us, where you know, we're clearly going to handle people's data, so the classification for us is a data controller. Mm-hmm. I think what I found refreshing is having several industry bodies from, I think, the Marketing and Social Research Association, MSRA, mm-hmm. where Jonathan is a board member, or... Uh, Nakosti and, and others where there's there's a concerted effort to mm. provide some clarity. Because in mm-hmm. principle, what you could do is walk through the front door. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could go to the ODPC and I think I went through a lawyer and I was like, okay, who's going to be our data protection officer? Mm-hmm. And just going through this checklist, but finding that there's also industry bodies also providing some guidance has been mm-hmm. quite helpful okay. because that's what member-based organizations are supposed mm-hmm. to do is, is provide their members mm-hmm. that guidance and that insight. That said, I think something interesting on the previous point that Jonathan was just rounding out, and this is more of a client illustration. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've had the opportunity to work with Safari Conferences for a number of years on uh, social media listening. Mm-hmm. And that's just finding when people mention you and don't mention you, And right? So mm-hmm. uh, when they're talking amongst themselves about you, mm-hmm. and they've deliberately not tagged you,
0: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
2: They, they aren't expecting you to respond, and then there's the times they'll come to you directly. Yeah. And I think it's been interesting over the years to watch people voice concerns around privacy particularly mm-hmm. as they get surprises mm-hmm. because now they're coming on a public platform and before even the law was there because we've been there since uh I think it was like 2017 thereabouts all the way till now mm-hmm. doing a whole myriad of reports and analyzing like hundreds of millions of because you can imagine a lot of people have things to say about empesa yeah. you mentioned that till number yeah as an pesa sort of product Mm -hmm. or safaricom related product Mm -hmm. so capturing all of this and analyzing when does it need a response when does it not and something interesting there was just the perception that i've had an infraction and a surprise and i don't want to call it a conspiracy theory but this thinking that no somebody inside you know, this mm-hmm. firm mm-hmm. has done something when mm-hmm. it's when it's factually inaccurate, right, where there are, for example, you know, sort of uh, SMS and, and mar- mobile marketing service providers, mm-hmm. what are called PRSP, premium rate service providers, mm-hmm. and many of them now operate in this middle ground mm-hmm. between the regulator, the telco, and the customer, mm-hmm. right, and they're the ones who actually keep the databases. Mm-hmm. The actual firms themselves hardly do that, mm-hmm. that much. They just regulate and, and are part of the revenue share, which is now where people take issue with them. Mm-hmm but i think this question of i think recently safaricom for example made it to where when you pay certain vendors using their api Mm -hmm. they'll remove a few of your digits just that small little Mm -hmm. change means that there's fewer surprises yeah the payment is received Mm -hmm. yeah but not necessarily the full string in Mm -hmm. order for now follow on messages to go that needs to be as jonathan was saying opted in Mm -hmm. so i think there's a way where, and the reason I mentioned Safaricom, it's true for Airtel and Mm Telcom, their phone number here. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this is why for some people, they get so scared if they're in the diaspora, they travel, Mm -hmm. and they're like, how do I keep this line active? Mm Because I would never want someone else to get this line. My banking is tied to this line. Uh, My ID card is tied to this line. Mm -hmm. I have certain people who must reach me on this line. So I think even there's a form of both privacy and semi-public, mm-hmm. where the phone number is such a critical document, mm-hmm. it's part of your mobile wallet. and yeah. mm-hmm. right? separate to your bank account. So I mm-hmm. think at that level, there's, even for the ODPC, mm-hmm. I think the bulk of things will relate to do with the phone mm-hmm. and maybe not even as many other places too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for us, we got a certificate. Yeah. <laughs> we actually yes, exactly. So Process we got our
0: controller.
1: Uh, we actually um, the officer that we were dealing with when we applied online okay. uh told us to apply for processor mm-hmm. given the volume of work we we're doing and how that volume of work was coming to us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the information being passed on to us by client mm-hmm. to be able to do the work we're doing mm-hmm. uh, which is information around uh, things like contacts for example. Mm-hmm. So we got a certificate for uh, we are data processors. Okay. Um, we didn't actually use anybody. We actually went through the website. Okay. And then from there they the support was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell you okay, this uh, help us understand a bit better about what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, we explain to them, then they come back and say, okay, apply for this particular okay. one. We apply, mm. okay. You need to add this. Mm-hmm. Show us how you're going to be able to be storing your data, or how mm-hmm. you're currently storing your data. Oh, wow. okay. So, I mean, the process I must say was okay. smooth. Mm-hmm. Smooth in the sense that uh, you knew what the next step was, mm-hmm. or you knew what your gaps were mm-hmm. before they could actually be able to. Mm. So, I think from that particular perspective, I must say at least from the part of interacting with their website mm-hmm. that works, yeah, was awesome. which is good. Mm. But I guess also in terms of maybe the overlap between controller and processor, mm-hmm. I think that is um, still one to be able to just figure out how that works. Yeah, for especially for us. Who are collecting data or doing market research mm. and social research. Yeah. Um, so because there are clients who come to you and tell you, we'd like you to find out for us how many people, for example, are consuming this particular brand. Mm. So they have directed what needs to be done and mm. work with this database. Mm. So in, in that particular case, you're working as a processor. Yeah. But there are places also where you're saying, okay, I need to be able to conduct a research to find out how people are consuming billboards. Mm -hmm. So you are the controller uh, of information you're collecting. So just figuring out what becomes the best way Mm -hmm. to have an encompassing, Mm -hmm. at least one or another, which which one do you take for people within an industry. Mm -hmm. I think as uh, Mark mentioned as well, I think one of the things we're doing also as an industry Mm -hmm. that deals with uh, data, that deals with insights, Mm -hmm. is uh, not doing it individually, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just doing it collectively. uh, Figuring out, because if I've made mistakes Mm -hmm. as Frontier Consulting, Mm -hmm. uh, show me the same mistake that you're doing or Mark is doing. Mm -hmm. So to ensure that we get almost uh as, as i do with KRA? Mm-hmm. how do you get a ruling that works for your industry mm-hmm. and um to what he mentioned earlier then we have another body that regulates us which is it's called a costi okay and how do they also marry and read to each other mm-hmm. such that when we are applying for your annual permits to conduct research across kenya mm-hmm. it's somehow tied in together so you're not mm-hmm. body one body two yeah. 43 mm-hmm. in terms of our compliances yeah. I mean back to the ease of doing business how do you ensure some of these things are speaking to each other yeah um, but yeah I must say we got the certificate. Awesome. Okay, excellent. <laughs> For two years, though. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah.
0: yeah, that's an interesting point that you, you know, mentioned mm. about the two-year duration. Um, when we had Rahab here from the ODPC, mm. she did talk about that, um, you know, in the part one of this uh, data privacy episode. Essentially, she broke it down as to why they're doing the two-year. I think it was around, you know, making sure that, you know, the checks uh, are still in place, the, you know, all the compliance things are still in place and so on. But uh, mm. just in closing, actually, one of the things we didn't uh, define is when you talk about data or information, maybe one of you can just speak on what is that, you know, because we think maybe it's just phone number, name, ID, mm-hmm. but there's a whole lot more. So maybe just as a closing, you know, to tie it all together, what's this data information we're talking about that people need to protect mm-hmm. and organizations need to, you know, protect as well?
2: Well I think the, the, the and i love John that way too. I think there's what he, he really eloquently captured as the personally identifiable aspects mm. that are both enshrined in the constitution in terms of you have there are some rights that, that, that the you know the, the, the country, the Republic of Kenya affords you on the basis of that. Mm. And then I think in this internet age the challenge is just that people are very willingly you know putting first name last name there are some places where people are pseudonymous etc but the second you bring any sort of device i mean you know like with with i mean i'm I'm here i've got my notes for the podcast on this it doesn't surprise me because we've seen this type of data when we're doing some of our digital work that you track every tap Mm. every swipe Mm. every every time that somebody's idle, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, with the, some of the web, uh, you know, tracking and analytics you can do, uh, you have heat maps. Mm-hmm. Your mouse mm-hmm. hovered here. We got to redesign that part. Too many people are getting stuck there on mm-hmm. the, yeah. the form. People are dropping off at this point, which is mm-hmm. what, what he was saying about how you design the tool. Mm-hmm. So honestly, the, the thing with data now is that we can't squeeze the toothpaste back in the tube. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so much, yeah. but at the most essential. There is your name, uh, your ID number. Mm. I mean this is why identity is such a big question, mm. right? Passport, do we have Huduma number, do we have a central number, mm. you have a number at, you know, on your birth certificate, mm. you have a number, you know, on all these different either government services, mm. there's the e citizens of the world and so on and so you have all of this disparate set of data. Mm. First name, last name, further information, ID number as well. Mm. Um, phone number two which feels like it should be for Kenya and mm-hmm. for mobile money markets classified closely mm-hmm. so I wouldn't even know where to start yeah. or stop you know yeah. with, with the definition yeah that's true
1: that's mm. true yeah mm-hmm. so yes yeah, so, I mean so I mean to take about you so what is your name mm. what's your age what's mm. your marital status mm-hmm. um things now I mean that already in itself identifies you yeah um so when it comes to aspects like um what's your height what's your what are your preferences mm. um other personal information but then also now, when, uh, as is mentioning, now with additional tools, mm-hmm. um, I can be able to also identify you based on your email address, for example, or based on. Um, your digital footprint, mm-hmm. or based on your credit card number, mm-hmm. or based on your GPS location. Yeah. I mean, it may not be obvious when I say GPS location, yeah. but if I did a bit more to that, I'll still be able to identify you. Yeah, you so that's a, all part of personal information yeah. that helps me know this is you. Know, that, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, and also face and the face and the voice and the voice and the voice. Actually,
1: I yeah. mean, voice is normally one that um, gets missed so often. Uh, we give the example of there's some politicians mm-hmm. when they speak, mm-hmm. you don't even need to be told that's them. And you see, that's, that's unique to them. Yeah. So even voices becomes a uh, unique identifier. Yeah. Your thumbprint. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for your time and uh, for sharing your experience, your insights, and your thoughts um, on this podcast. We really appreciate um, you being here. It's a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Mm. This is the iMarket Podcast, brought to you by the Marketing Society of Kenya, EABL, and Capital FM.